Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com. Expires April 30th. One-time use only. Not valid with other discounts. Remember, visit 5HourEnergy.com and use code 5HETRAVEL to save 20%. Visualize your John Travolta. Okay. You're sitting in your fucking sick-ass house in the Hamptons or in Florida or in Santa Barbara. You look outside, there's a goddamn plane. It's yours. Okay. You don't want to have sex with your wife because you're not into it. But you got masseuses and um, um, plane pilots who mm-hmm. can't wait to suck your dick. Right. It's a good life. Hello and welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. My name is Steve Green. Ice woman, checking in. You're the ice ma'am. Ice woman. Ice ma'am. Icebreaker, checking in. That's not you. That's not you. Don't breaking, say that. Breaking all ice. You can be the ice ma'am or you can have no nickname at all. Sup. Icebreaker. No, it doesn't breaker, work. Breaker, breaker, one, two, three. Breaker, breaker, one, two, three. People don't like it. It's not connecting with the audience. That's not very ice. It's not. That's my slogan. That's my like. Oh, I see. Well, that's not very ice. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know people if it love works. it. I don't no, know if people it works. love it. Do they? People love I it. I haven't seen that. I've only seen hatred and disdain for this. Ice goddess checking in. A lot of people don't like ice goddess. Yeah, they're pretty against it. Ready to be ready to be worshipped what yeah why because i'm an ice goddess well how do we worship you uh you could build me an igloo i don't want to build you an igloo with a with a throne do you, you know see how, those ice hotels do you know how to They're build sick as fuck do you know build you can, me one do you know how to build an igloo no why would i need I to do. know that i know why how. would you need to know that what is a survival technique <laughs> how do you do it I'll tell you right now. Are you seriously ready? Yeah, yeah. I want to know. Okay, I do want to know. Are you fucking seriously <laughs> yeah, ready? Yeah, I actually okay, do yeah, want to yeah, know. Good, good, good. Because yeah. I am too. Okay, so you take a bunch of snow. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on. I'm dead serious. Stupid shit. I'm dead serious. I watch cats do this on YouTube. Okay, you, you shovel a fuck ton of snow into okay. a giant ball. Not kidding. Giant ball. Okay. Then you let it sit for like 45 minutes because in the cold, it will set- and, mm-hmm. and become like, um, you know, all hardened. Yeah, shit. no shit. Okay, right, but only 45 minutes. Well, how do you carve it? Okay, right. So then this is the part that's the hard part, which is you take, <laughs> excuse me, Nikki. <laughs> I'm, I'm speaking now. Don't interrupt me. You take a shovel uh-huh. and you dig out a, a, the door 
uh, uh, for your for it's called a Quincy. Okay, and you dig you dig out the door and you dig all the way inside uh, and dig you out. Hollow it out. You hollow it out. Yeah. Yeah. This is some shit. This is how I would build an igloo in my head with no instructions. If I was like, how would I build an igloo? That this, I thought it's pretty cool. Information. The first thing that I would come I up with. I thought it's pretty cool in my head, and I'd be like, that can't be. This it can't be that like that. It can't be that easy. Well, it is. It's a very easy process. Now, how do you build an Adobe mud house? <clears throat> With mud, you do the Tune same thing, week, but folks. with mud. This is so interesting. Same Tune thing with mud. Next okay, week. so today we are uh, we are talking about the fall and fall of John Travolta. <laughs> the fall and fall. I don't know how else. I don't know what else to call. You it. don't think there was any rise? Where's the rise at lately? Greece. Yeah, exactly. Well, yeah. there was. There has to be a rise to fall. No, but are you talking about current Greece? No. Is there a so, current Greece? Yeah, you don't know about this. <laughs> no, I don't know about this. Okay, guys, buckle up. Because we are going to talk about John Travolta and my theory, which is, well, it's really a life lesson. And why did you pick this topic? Because I was laughing really hard um, while I was reading about this okay. stuff. Because, similar to the Nicolas Cage one. Yes, okay. similar to the Nicolas Cage one. Uh, it's mostly because I feel like John Travolta has the same Nicolas Cage problem. Okay. And that problem is a life lesson we can all share, which is don't get too much overhead. Right. And yes. by overhead, I mean like obviously don't accumulate so many possessions and houses. You can't afford your your lifestyle anymore. Exactly. Yeah. And I think John Travolta right now, he's picking up the fucking phone. Anybody calls him. But I think what's funny about the Nicolas Cage one is that dude bought like four castles. Oh yeah, Nicolas Cage fucking wrecked, <laughs> wrecked it. He would buy like like one castle wasn't enough. He'd need like four castles. You know what I call them? What cocaine castles? Probably. You, you know why? You don't buy a fucking castle unless you're probably doing cocaine at some I point. I feel like that's just me with an with anxiety online shopping. But if I had lots of money, yeah, and a coke like, habit. I'm like, well, what if I like that other ca- castle more? Right, I'll, I'll, I'll buy all of them. Imagine doing cocaine, th- feeling invincible, and being right. like, I need another castle. Yeah, that's Nicolas Cage, dude. True. John Travolta, not much farther behind. John okay. Travolta has a fucking house so goddamn big in Florida. That it has a plane hanger attached to the house. Whoa. You can see aerial shots of the house. It's like this big mansion, like fucking with grounds and shit. Mm-hmm. And then there's a plane parked next to it, $10 million fucking jet parked next to it that he flies personally because he's a pilot. Damn. Yeah, that just dude. sounds like a fun life. Well, no, it was fun. Where's the fall part? No, no, no. So, okay. okay. So the fall and fall of John Travolta. We all know John Travolta, Saturday Night Fever. Face. Those of you listening right now, you're like, I never watched no Saturday Night Fever. Face well, Off. Nobody's ever watched Saturday Night Fever except for your parents. Is he in Face Off? Yeah, fuck yeah, he's yeah, in Face Off. With, With Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. Yeah. They're both probably- That's why I tripped out for a second. I was like, wait, did I just imagine that because I was thinking Nicolas Cage? But no, they're both in there. Yeah, yeah. you. thanks for wasting that connection. I was going to make that connection later. Oh, okay. But it was Okay, really pretend nice, you didn't actually. hear. No, it was pretend good. It was good. Icebreaker. What's up? That's not an icebreaker. Oh. People don't like it. I'm breaking all the ice. So John Travolta- was in some classics, okay? You okay. the aforementioned movie that you mentioned, and then of course, um, a bunch of shit. Remember that one where he was an angel? <coughs> Excuse me. Michael was it? Michael? Oh yeah, he was in Michael. Thank you. Good job. Fucking nailed he it. He was in Michael. I'm just to th- he was in, oh, look who's talking. He was in Look Who's Talking. Classics. Yeah, he, he's and did, did actually you know fell that in he, love with him in Look Who's Talking. Did you know that he's trying to get another Look Who's Talking going? No. Yeah. No. That's where we're at, baby. Why do they? Why do they keep having to ruin my childhood with these remakes of things? That I got were one answer for you. Good. Too much fucking overhead. Yeah. These cats are buying fucking lizards and shit, and then they got to buy a lizard dojo for no, but it. But how do these movies keep getting greenlit? Like they, they when they redo like a movie that was already good. Okay, so the because the movie is so known, yeah. they know that if they release it, more people. Are likely to buy a ticket for it. You know what I'm saying? Because it has just that kind of the, the nostalgia, name. the nostalgia, and the name recognition, right? If you say Back to the Future, almost anywhere in the world, people are like, "Fuck yeah, that's a tight movie," right? Yeah. So there's this new campaign that maybe they're gonna reboot Back to the Future. Or they want to do it, or, or so, somebody wants to do it. I guarantee somebody in Hollywood sure. wants to do it. But it sounds but, like something they would want to do. But Zemeckis won't let it happen, and Bob Gale won't let it happen. Good. We need to protect these classics. Exactly. But once they're gone, Zemeckis and Bob Gale. All bets are off, dude. Or if they sell it like George Lucas did. Yeah, fuck yeah. So I bet you in our lifetime, we'll see a Back to the Future remake for sure. Damn. I guarantee it. So, yeah, that's what's fascinating, right? Because, um, so John Travolta was in 
some of the biggest movies ever. And then um, he actually had a horrible stretch with his career. He did this movie called Battlefield Earth, which is he's a Scientologist. Mm -hmm. And Battlefield Earth was- In real life. Yeah, it it was a Roddenberry, or not a Roddenberry, it was a- um, Who's the Scientologist guy? L. Ron Hubbard. It was an L. Ron Hubbard like book that basically they made, and like the Church of Scientology was super happy about actually making it and like getting the word out about Scientology and shit. Okay, so Travolta does Battlefield Earth, Mm. and it bombs like a motherfucker. Right, like it bombed hard. Okay, it bombed so hard that it was like Waterworld. You ever heard of that Kevin Costner movie? Yeah, yeah, I've seen Waterworld. Waterworld bombed so fucking hard that. It was like a laughing stock. Like you could say, you could just open. Like if you're on the Tonight Show with Jay Leno or whatever in the '90s, you could just say Waterworld and it gets a laugh. Like it was like that. <laughs> I see. Okay, so so that happened with Battlefield Earth, where it was like that bad, where you could just say uh, Battlefield Earth, and everyone's like, ha ha. So <laughs> it was known to be a huge bomb. So then Travolta kind of had a bad stretch after that, like where he was a little bit fucked. Like a lot of the movies that he was in, um, he wasn't getting asked to do a lot of big movies. He was kind of like hoping to do like a look who's talking to which mm-hmm. they did wait they did three they did a lot of the, uh, they look did who's look talking. who's talking one look who's talking two and look who's talking now but, i'll have all of them but you don't ever see travolta in those movies what well but, yeah I mean, he's third... playing a baby what no no he's the um oh yeah yeah, yeah. no he's, he's the dad he's the dad he's the dad okay. <laughs> my, bad. my bad my bad okay i got ahead of myself okay so john travolta uh is looking for a career resurgence mm-hmm. and it's been a bad couple of years. John Travolta, uh, he has a lot of overhead, but he still wants to make tight shit. And right. so Quentin Tarantino calls him up and, and asks him to do Pulp Fiction. Oh, yeah. Pulp Fiction yeah. reignited his career in a major way. Yeah. John Travolta starts getting asked to do a bunch of big movies again. And John Travolta's back. He's back in the big time. He's back for good. The Volta's back. That's right. He's not going anywhere. John Travolta has arrived again mm-hmm. well unfortunately as the years went by he did this movie called taking of pelham one two three taking up what taking of pelham one two three with my man denzel washington that's why i saw this film i see he was not good in it <laughs> hmm. um in my opinion he was he was a villain okay. in it, and it was i don't know it wasn't working out for him. I can him. see him being a villain. He's a good villain. He's a good villain, I will say. But I, I don't know. I didn't He's lo- got the eyes and lips and nose to be a villain. He's a good villain. I didn't love the movie. I love Denzel. Right. But I didn't love the movie. Okay. So Travolta kind of, you know, has a lot of houses, a lot of planes. Right. Has to pay for a lot of things. Travolta starts to agree to do some smaller projects. Direct to, D- direct to DVD projects. Right. And that's where kind of he's been for the past like eight years. Just stuck in the VOD. He hasn't had like a, a, a movie go above a thousand screens, which, you know, usually for a commercial release, it's like three, four thousand screens. Right. He hasn't had a movie go above a thousand screens since like 2011, 2012. So he's been doing direct to DVD shit. And in my opinion, he's been doing. I don't know what else to call this, but the Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. where you get it, you, you're the lead of the movie. No director's going to be like, "Hey, John Travolta, stop doing this." Mm-hmm. So then you can show up on set in wigs and like start talking in weird, funny voices and shit. Dude, I was on a movie with a very well-known actor, and it was like an indie movie, not an indie movie, but it was a, it was an, it had they had a good budget, but like, um. Yeah. Can you mention ha- the well-known actor? No. Oh, uh, no, I won't mention the well-known actor. Oh, but I want you to. No, but I, I know won't. who it is. Uh, do you? Because there were two well-known actors in there, and one of them, like, what, continuously- Was he in the Clockwork Orange? I don't know. You no. don't know? Oh, you don't know? No, no. Okay. Uh, no, I no, I think you're wrong. Um, okay. So you're mm-hmm. not thinking of the same movie. I did this movie last year. Um, oh, so there was, I know what you're talking yeah, about now. So there was an actor in there that just like took over every scene, like re- basically redid the dialogue so that he was like the star of that scene. And like no one would correct him. or He would like uh, talk back to the director in the middle of the scene because it was the director's first time directing a movie. And he's like, I'm a hot second shot. Time, but yeah. Oh, okay, second time. And it was, he's like, I'm a, you know. A but yeah, the, the, the star was definitely bigger than the director, which happens all the time. Yeah, right? yeah. And, and and so, like, they full-on re 
did scenes, like completely rearranged scenes so that that this actor could like take do it his way. And one of my favorite things about um, your story of that yeah. is you're on set and this girl's like killing the room. Oh yeah, she's, she's being funny as hell. Being so funny, everyone's laughing, everyone's cracking up. He tries to improv his dumb lines that he like aren't. It's not improvised. Like he like thought of them way beforehand. You can tell. Yeah. And no one laughs. And he's like, "We got to do it again because I, yeah, I, we got to do it again." Uh, she's distracting me. <laughs> like, so she, he got her cut out of a bunch of scenes. <laughs> Isn't that the most insecure shit you've ever heard in your yeah. life? So she was wrecking it, and he's like, wait, she's too funny. And then he's convincing the director not to use those scenes and, like, why you should cut to him, actually. Yeah, because she's, like, ruining the scenes or whatever. And then, <laughs> but but the people who are literally there in the room are laughing their yeah, asses off. Yeah, they're like, no, that, that part was good. It's incredible. Yeah. Okay, so Travolta, uh, he was just in a movie directed by Limp Bizkit's Fred Durst. What? Yes. Limp Bizkit's Fred Durst. <laughs> oh, my God. Of... You know, I mean, Limp Bizkit fame. Yeah. He did a movie called um, The Fanatic, which is starring John Travolta, and he is Johnny Depp in it fucking hard. Okay. Like, he's playing a guy. Um, have you, Do you know who who uh, Mark Davis is? No. He's the owner of the now Las Vegas Raiders. Oh, okay. He has uh, what I would describe, I could only describe as a bowl haircut. That is an unfortunate bull haircut. Okay. And he's a billionaire, by the way. But for some reason, billionaires have fucked up hair. I don't know why. True. So he got a bull haircut from, you know, it's almost like a football bull haircut. Like it looks like if they put a football helmet on and they cut it around that. Oh my God. It's bizarre looking. Okay. And don't look it up out there if you're eating or, <laughs> or, uh, any, or Does if you're driving. Does he have a lot of hair? He has, he has, I think, yeah, it's, I think it's thin, but yeah, he has a lot of hair. Huh. And okay. it's a very unfortunate cut. Okay, okay. He should. He, I don't know why he does that. Right. A lot of people are listening. Is like, I don't know why you have your hair, Steve. Well, fuck you. I'm trying to keep it. Okay. All right. Uh, so John Travolta has this weird fucking haircut. He also has strange posture in this movie because he thinks that that's like you a know, villain posture. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. And also, and for some reason, every scene he's talking like he's constipated. Like he's very like, like hi, like. Ugh. Oh, I could see that. Yeah, and he's playing a guy who's like obsessed with this celebrity guy, and he stalks him and like goes into his house and captures him and like fucking ties him to a bed and like wants him to sign autographs. Oh, like misery. Like misery, but yeah. But Catherine Bates was amazing. Oh, in that she was movie. fucking incredible. And then was John. Was it Catherine Bates? It yeah. Was... yeah. Kathy Bates. Kathy Bates. We call her Kathy. Okay. In the biz. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Uh, but no, so, so Travolta, uh, he's clearly on a bit of a bender with this with this Depp acting mm-hmm. because I think that he's trying to have Wait, a Pulp Fiction it, moment. Wait, why do you call it Johnny Depp acting? You Johnny like- Depp acting is when you show up as a wrecking ball on set mm-hmm. and nobody can stop you. I see. Yeah. Okay. So like the director can't stop you because your name is Johnny Depp. And like, mm. and, and so like if you're, if you're the director, if you're Fred Durst and you never directed nothing and you're just Limp Bizkit and then you're like, hey man, I don't know if I don't know if you I don't know if this whole like thing you're doing is working. I see. Because he has that hair the, the chip da- uh, the Mark Davis haircut. Right. Uh. So yeah, it's pretty weird to see the evolution of Travolta. Yeah. A, 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 a fucking icon. Yes. Literally, like you could paint him on a wall next to like uh, Marilyn Monroe and all those people. It's electrifying. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And then now seeing him do this movie called Gotti, which got a zero percent. Oh yeah, on I heard Tomatoes, about that. Yeah. It's fucking got the worst intro to a movie I think I've ever seen. I had to shut her off. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it, he, he's just, he's going for it mm-hmm. and like taking a bunch of big swings, which I think you have to do sometimes. It's like taking risks and trying shit out. Mm-hmm. But I, I just wish that, um, I wish he didn't have so much goddamn overhead that I think that he is not able to make probably what he wants to make because he's forced to take a lot of these direct-to-DVD things where they just pay him a couple mil milskis mm-hmm. and then he's able to keep affording like paying for vehicle maintenance for his plane for example for his um house in san barbara for example i'm sure he's got a full staff for that he probably has wineries wow like john travolta definitely why should not have just, opened a winery. Why, why does he just sell some of that and then i look i think that once you're in the, this is what i really want to talk about right mm-hmm. i think that once you're in this lifestyle mm-hmm. you're zipping around the world in your fucking private jet you're like i'll have a winery I'm like hell yeah! Like everyone loves wine, 
And then everyone's got a goddamn winery. How many fucking celebrities are at wineries? Bud? Well, I heard a bunch of ones with tequila because like George Clooney. And then now like, everyone's doing everyone's yeah, aviation. Doing, um, you know that one of the girls from The Real Housewives, she does. She owns the the Skinny Girl vodka. Oh, really? Yeah. See, I didn't know that it was. I didn't know that she owned it. Everyone, everyone's yeah. getting because I actually I had heard of the vodka. I know I don't watch Real Housewives, but. <coughs> Me um, I had been using the vodka for for years. Yeah, I don't watch that trash. I watch Love Island. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not even judging the show. I just didn't watch it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, but so it's fascinating to see that like, okay, so you got John Travolta, the fall and fall, right? Mm-hmm. All the news is bad. Mm-hmm. Every time you open up a John Travolta article, it's sad. Yeah. You want to sit there for a second and just like feel sad for a sec. Mm-hmm. But now, so I think probably something that, Never could have happened like 20 years ago, right? Yeah. Visualize you're John Travolta. Okay. You're sitting in your fucking sick-ass house in the Hamptons or in Florida or in Santa Barbara. You look outside, there's a goddamn plane. It's yours. Okay. You don't want to have sex with your wife because you know, you're not into it. But you got masseuses and um, um, plane pilots who mm-hmm. can't wait to suck your dick. Right. It's a good life. Mm-hmm. Okay. Then, one day, Olivia Newton-John. It's probably it's probably two thousand one. Okay. Just after um, Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Olivia Newton-John calls from from Greece. I know who she is. Okay. For those of you out there, she calls Sandra D. Exactly, and she's like, Johnny, how are you? He hangs up the phone. <laughs> Why? Okay. Because I think she was trying to get a Greece reunion tour oh. together. And John Travolta's like, Olivia who? I never heard of you in my whole fucking life. I'm John Travolta. I'm fucking killing it. I'm back on top. Okay? Because back after this, Pulp Fiction. Was this when she, before or after she got diagnosed with cancer? I have no idea. I Because uh, that's fucked up. That would be fucked up. <laughs> She's like- I know, I, I'm visualizing a conversation that, that I don't know happened. Oh, okay, okay. I'm, I'm, trying, to, I'm trying to be trying there to try, and imagine. Okay, trying to like because there take was, the information that's given and you build know, your own story. Uh, you know Olivia Newton-John's been wanting I mean, she hasn't had a lot of things going on since, since, you yeah, know, the a, 80s. She had a singing career, but I know she got diagnosed with cancer, like, right after Greece or whatever. Well, <laughs> thanks, Nikki. <laughs> okay. Okay. That's not part of your story? She's fine, though. She's fine. Okay, okay. In this story, she's fine. Well, no. She's fine, oh, apparently. Oh, okay. She's fine now? Yeah, I think. You know her? No, but okay. <laughs> I'm visualizing that she's fine. Okay. So, so now, all of a sudden... Mm-hmm. After you know he's in fucking Fred Durst's movie from Limp Biscuit, right? He's like, you know, I think he was just interviewed like at. I can't picture Fred Durst not with a red hat. You know what I'm saying? I don't. I, it's impossible to picture. I can't picture him without him being like Limp Biscuit's back. You tell you know all this shit. Like, how does he talk even? He's like, okay, like action. You know I don't I mean? know. Eminem ended his career, so like I don't really. He did, didn't he? Yeah. What was the kill shot? Well, there's a there's a song that I forget the name of the song, but I used to have all the words memorized. Um, but yeah. Uh, After that, nobody cared about Fred Durst yeah. anymore. Yeah. Um, Done. So yeah, Olivia Newton-John didn't have a lot going on, and so, like a lot of people who you know they don't have a lot going on. Is she a Scientologist too? I have no idea. Okay. They try to get the things that were successful back going. Right. In some some sense, like a tour. Like Kenny Baker, who played R two D two, he tried to get tours going with the, with Anthony Daniels, the cat who played C three PO, because he's like, dude, we're both the fucking Star Wars robots. Let's take it on tour, and we'll make a fuck ton of money. And Anthony Daniels is like, go fuck yourself, little mm-hmm. man. He actually he actually did tell him that, which is pretty funny, because uh, I guess he was a small guy. Oh, because that's how he fit in R two D two garbage can. I didn't even know that was a person. I thought that was just a well. Machine. It really shouldn't be when you think about it, and I <laughs> yeah. think that they got rid of that function. Okay, but. For a while, they just had this little guy in the R2-D2 can, and he's like kind of moving the head around a little bit. I see. And then they dare call that an acting performance. Wow. Yeah. I didn't know. The fucking I thought it audacity. Was a, I thought it was like a, a mechanical robot. No, they had the fucking gumption to call that an acting role. <laughs> Stupid. No, and then when they brought back the J.J. Abrams movies, yeah. they, they threw Kenny Baker back in the fucking R2-D2 can. In the can, yeah. even though they had the technology they, they to make it, him back into even though they had the technology to make it a robot. Yeah, you know why? Just so at the end, when they put the credits up, you see Mark Hamill, Carrie Fisher, Harrison Ford. Well, he could have voiced Anthony Daniels, Kenny Baker, all that shit. He could have voiced the robot. Tell me about it. Okay. Boy, how do you voice okay. all the boopies and beepies? Though 
Well, that's a mach- that's a folly artist does that. See what? So why? So how dare they even call that acting either? The oh, so he did. He did the boops and beeps. No, fuck no, he didn't. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying. How dare they call that an acting role? Oh, I see. It's a it's an affrontery to cinema that okay. they say Kenny Baker was an actor. You know, Backstreet Boys uh, did a, is doing a tour. Has been doing a tour in Vegas, and yeah. I was never a Backstreet fan, so I can't attest to whether the show is good or not. But I know several fans that have seen them perform like several times. See, it's it's successful. Yeah, because it was like popular back then. And exactly, then and people want to reminisce and do all that stuff. Okay, so enter Travolta. John Travolta is now doing a Grease tour with Olivia Newton. John. How many years later? Fucking goddamn 50 years or something. No, I mean like because she called in 2001, you said? Well, I think she's probably trying to get it going in 2001 oh. after he <laughs> oh, was back. Oh, this is a part of the thing. Yeah, this is part of my theory. Your theory. Okay. So when he splashed back on the scene, uh-huh. all of a sudden, it would be pretty sexy to get John Travolta, who's now a mega star again, right. in a Grease reunion. And he's like, literally go fuck yourself. Uh-huh. He didn't do a Grease tour back then. Okay. You know what I'm saying? But now- And anytime you asked him about it, I think back then, he was like, yeah, Grease was great, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't think we should do anything else with it. Like that mm-hmm. kind of shit. But then now, you know, John Travolta's like, oh my God, can we get a Grease tour going? Please. That'd be so sick. Please. And how's Olivia doing? Oh, I'm sure she picked up the phone immediately and said yes. Oh, okay. Immediately. Okay. So there's, you can actually see a picture of them on stage together. Doing you know, like they were a all Grease like, show recently. All the, they're all playing high schoolers and they were in their 30s. Tell me about it. Yeah. And now, can you imagine doing Grease now? No. Fucking 70 years old? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, they have to be like 70 something years old. You gotta fucking help him on the car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta do Grease Lightning. And then he's like, <laughs> like, we gotta get him up there. The one girl's like crying about being a teen pregnancy. <laughs> yeah, dude, you got the Stalker Channing role. And she's gonna, you know, what, what was that song? Yeah, where she's got. But the worst thing I could do. Exactly. I don't know the tune. I don't. It's tragedy. So now she can't even get pregnant. She's singing about how she was worried about getting pregnant. Yeah. It's fucking sad, right? Yeah. So yeah. So now Travolta's well, doing even that. Even sadder that Sandra G's a virgin and she's like seventy. Damn. <laughs> I didn't even think of it like that. Yeah. That's a hell of a point. So yeah, now, I think. Okay, have you heard of this service called Cameo? Yes. I actually just deleted it. You deleted it? Yeah. How come? Um, well, I was getting like messages for doing cameos and I didn't want to do them. Um, I also just felt weird because like I would, I don't know, I just was editing videos and I was like, I just want to focus on my work. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. So on cameo, it's very fascinating. You can see almost everybody that you can think of in Hollywood. Yeah. And it's mostly the people who need money the most, obviously, uh-huh. who are like really doing this shit. And- you can find Ernie Hudson, who plays Winston in Ghostbusters, mm-hmm. and he actually announced that he will be in the new Ghostbusters movie from Cameo to a Cameo video during a happy birthday. Wow. <laughs> That's some deep shit. Do you see? That's some the deep The way shit. that you just said, wow, that labored wow, the yeah. pain in it, is exactly why I'm doing well, this see, episode. Okay, so there's like 50 different parts of my brain are firing off yes. right now. Because, so- one, okay. uh, yeah, there's a lot of like washed up celebrities on Cameo, and there's like there's like every there's YouTubers, there's yeah, like every, everyone can be, you can find them on there. The, there's you can't delete the app, that, like you can't delete your profile though, which is so hard because it's like people think that you're just snubbing them, but you actually just can't delete your profile. That's crazy. So like people are like, you didn't do my Cameo, me, but I'm like, I deleted it. I don't, but like you can't delete your profile. They were bugging me to get on there and. Uh-huh. And I just wanted to say like fifty grand. I won't do shit with that. Unless I, I thought it grand. was cute because it was like, oh, well, like if someone really wanted a birthday message. Yeah, like, we did one. I remember. Yeah, like I would, I would do it. But then it just felt weird that like you know they have to pay for it and like it just feels feels weird. Weird. Yeah. yeah like I would, I would rather just do it out of like because you because I want to yeah, do it. Yeah, because you like that. And but then I can't do it like if everybody wanted a birthday message, I can't give a birthday message to everybody. So it's just like maybe here and there when like I you know we feel it. Feel like yeah, like I'm yeah. connected to that person. Yeah. Um also like on our Patreon if you want to check out our Patreon. Yeah, check out our Patreon. Check out our Patreon. Well, um, that, but, but that's uh, kind that's yeah, kind of different cuz we do feel like we know those Yeah, guys. and we like built there's a community aspect of yeah. Patreon. Like it's like we I feel like I know everybody by name in yeah, that for sure. community. Um whereas like Cameo is just like it's really random people and i don't know i just have mixed feeling, feelings about cameo in general but um i thought it was it was fine like i was i have no like 
I don't feel bad about it. It's just that no, I, get it. I feel weird that you can't delete it. Um, well, there's there's a high to cameo. Yeah. Where like obviously there's some people on there where it's like, dang, that's pretty tight. Yeah. And then there's a low to cameo where you're like, damn. So like this if, is where David like Faustino went. Eminem had cameo and gave me a birthday message. That'd be sick as fuck. It'd be sick. Okay, but the, so here's the other part of my brain. I'm like, um, some of these celebrities are like a lot older, yeah. right? Um, and even watching you try to figure out Instagram, we're <laughs> like, you <laughs> you don't know how I made the text background be a color. It was magic. Um, and she put, uh, guys, she put text on the Instagram stories. So when you put text on the Instagram stories, it's just text, whatever the color is of the text, right? Nikki somehow managed to also make the background of the words black so that the words stand so, out better. Yeah. So it's, you got white text with black I'm background. a real techie. It was fucking, I don't know how you did I'm it. I'm an IT wizard. This is not a joke either. I do not know how he she did it. He could not figure out and how I did it. And I was legit amazed And I was doing it right in front of, anyway. So watching you do that and you're 34 years old and you don't know how I did that and that's a basic Instagram function. Like that's the most like kids are What's born p- kids are coming out of the womb knowing how to do that what's your point is that like there's older celebrities that i feel like they're just trying to get in touch with what they think might be the newest platform yeah um and so i kind of feel bad like maybe like this that platform is something they think is like a really hip cool thing and it's not <laughs> I understand. That's I feel I don't know. Some of them maybe are desperate for money, maybe, but then some of them I just think they're just genuinely trying to like keep up with the times or the kids. That could be. And like it's just not. Yeah, some of them, man. I uh, I like to watch them. It's fun. But there's other things too. Like there's a whole book of people. Like if you're making a a movie, there's like celebrities that are kind of like C list celebrities that you can like. There's a lot of people that you can like, plug in and it'll, it'll yeah. bring a certain amount of attention to your project. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. And they're not, it's like very below rate, I feel like. Yeah. And I'm like constantly wowed by it because I'm like a lot of them are really, really talented people. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I think John Travolta is a massively talented person. Right. I just am very bummed by some of his choices lately. And I think that his choices are mostly, unfortunately, due to a, you know, he just bought too much property. Overspending. He just bought a fuck ton of property. Guy likes to have fucking moats on his estates and stuff. And when you start getting into that kind of a zone mm-hmm. where, you know, you're like, listen, I want my swimming pool to be shaped like my fucking head. Right. I think that that's when you get into some dangerous territory. But on the other side of the coin, let's, now you're John Travolta, you're on your deathbed. <sighs> okay. It's the end of your life. Yeah. You're like, I fucking lived life. I had a swimming pool shaped like my fucking <laughs> yeah. head. I kind of like that too. It's pretty I'm sick. Like, you don't have to deal with it anymore. You're dying. You're like no one's gonna hound you to like pay for that shit. And you guys have a swimming pool in the shape of your head with your dumbass haircut or whatever helmet head haircut you're talking about. Oh man, you gotta see it. Okay, guys. So we're about to go to break, but then coming back from break, I'm just gonna play the trailer for the fanatic. Can we do that, Mark? We're okay. gonna try it. We're gonna try it. We're gonna try it out. Please don't rat us out. Yeah, don't rat us out. I don't even know if it's legal. We might be breaking some laws here. We're going to be playing the trailer for the Fanatic. So even if you're listening, you'll be fine. Oh, this you, is not sponsored at all, by the no, way. No, it is not sponsored. <laughs> we have been wrecking this shit pretty hard. <laughs> all right. We'll see you in a sec. We'll see you in a second. We'll see, hey, and let's play a game. See if you can tell, especially if you're not watching this on YouTube, see if you can tell who's John Travolta. Who's John Travolta. All right. I'll, I want to play too because okay. I can't see. Perfect. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, indoor or outdoor, you can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love 
to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hey, thanks for listening to our podcast. We just want to take a break to tell you to like, thanks for listening to our podcast. And if you want to rate it, that would be really awesome for us. Like, Listen, we're on break. We're not talking to you like podcast hosts right now. We're just talking to you like people. As a friend. And we just want to say, please rate the show because it helps out huge amounts. Like, we're not desperate. We're like kind of desperate. We're giving shout outs right now to all the people who are giving it ratings. So. Huge shout out right now to Brian Jorgensen. That was sick of you, dude. Thank you. God bless. Uh, huge shout out right now to Mark, Mark W. in Springfield, Connecticut. Back to our podcast. Jenny Blake. Hey, back to our podcast. In Tuscany, and Florida. back to our podcast. God bless you. Thank you. Steven. Huge. Thank you for supporting the show. <laughs> It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. Dunbar. Is Hunter Dunbar here tonight? That's enough. I need to get an autograph. Don't let him do this to me. I'm a fan. I'm a number one fan. Is it difficult to find the famous people's houses? No. I use my star map app. You have to be careful. I don't want you to be accused of stalking. Hey, you can't just come to my private residence looking for me. Listen, pal, I don't know how you found me. But I don't ever want to see you in this neighborhood again. Help! I just wanted an autograph! Wait! 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 Out of your mind. Directed by Fred So when you said villain, I was picturing like Lex Luthor type of villain, like that, okay, like I can see that. sharp nose. Yeah, like the like square jaw because he's got those sharp features. Picture but, fanny I'm, pack. Yeah, and this, over. that's what that sounds like. Yeah. It, sounds it like, a goobery, like a goobery villain. He just doesn't have the look to be a goober. Thank you. Yeah. He like he's too like uh, hulking. Yeah, typecasting is a thing for a reason. Like his his presence is very like brooding and like I felt like that kind of villain. And he doesn't look he looks like he's wearing a costume. He's like a mafia type villain, not like a nerd guy. Right. Now picture a nerd guy with horrible hair. The worst hair you could ever visualize. And yeah, there. The, and then you've seen, you've actually seen the trailer for uh, the fanatic. It's kind of like when he, in Greece, where he like tried to be more Sandra D. Like, it's exactly like that. Yeah, it didn't work for him. It didn't work. We didn't like it. We didn't like it. I didn't connect with it. Nah, it wasn't resonating with the fans. So, one of the things that's tragic about this, because I am a John Travolta fan, this isn't about making fun Dude, of John Travolta. Okay, wait, real quick. Okay. I thought he was the most attractive person when I was a kid. Have you seen the gif of him humping the uh, air in the gym? Or no. in the um, calisthenics class? No. It's a very Wait, famous gif. Yes, I have. Yes, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, I yeah, have. Yeah, yeah. 
But the, I'm talking when I was like when I was a kid, like I was like eight or nine, like when I was watching Greece. I see. I thought he was the most attractive person. Like I didn't. It's weird because I didn't have a crush on him. I just thought aesthetically, his features were the most. It's very symmetrical face. Yeah, very symmetrical. I thought he was like the epitome of what a hot and look person who you ended up with. Looks like pretty close. Um, I also thought the same about Brad Pitt, which I think is pretty pretty close. Yeah, we're doing it. We're doing it. So. Yeah, I know. He's a very attractive man. First guy I had a crush on was Michael J. Fox. You have good taste. I like your choice of it, it was Michael J. Fox from Back to the Future. Second guy I had a crush on was Urkel. Um, mm. Also like Screech at the same time, simultaneously. Same era. And I had uh, a huge crush on Natalie Portman. Huge crush on it was Jim Carrey. Molly Shannon. Okay. Um, Molly Shannon was... Oh, Molly Shannon from SNL. Yeah, SNL. Okay. Because she was funny on yeah. like She was my favorite on SNL, I think. But, but um, in the Will Ferrell days. Yeah, yeah, superstar. Yeah. Mary yeah. Catherine yeah, Gallier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought she was so hot. Yeah. Straight up. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, so this isn't just about shitting all over John Travolta, though. I, I do feel that I have shit on him quite a bit in this episode. Mm. Um, but I, I'm a fan of John Travolta. Okay. I'm uh, It's just like when I shit all over the Star Wars movies when we were talking to An- Andre. Yeah. Well, they say that the biggest haters were actually fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, yeah. we love, we love. The, these people and we want to see them do kick-ass shit and right. so it's just disappointing that you know he's he uh he's doing this gaudy movie that i guess took him 10 years to make mm. okay he thought that he was rocking in this movie like he actually took it to Cannes film festival wait was that the movie you just played a trailer for? no 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 that's oh, okay. this is the fanatic gaudy is the one that came out in 2018 i think okay and um it got a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, Jesus. It was also directed by Kevin Connolly, who plays Eric on Entourage. Okay. So Barry Levinson was going to direct the movie Gotti, which mm-hmm. Troll has been trying to get made for like a decade. And then they ended up filming it in Cincinnati on a shoestring budget of $10 million. And Barry Levinson, the director, dropped out. And then Eric from Entourage stepped in. And then the movie gets a 0% on Rotten Tomatoes. But what's fascinating about this mm-hmm. is that Eric on Entourage also wanted to direct. <laughs> so then he directs like the biggest piece of shit ever made. Right. Starring John Travolta, who gives probably his worst performance. But then John Travolta watches the movie and he's like, this is my best fucking performance. I want to take this to Cannes Film Festivals. It's called Cannes Film Festivals. Uh-huh. Canned Films. Cannes. Yeah. And I want to everyone to see my performance so because I, I think this is Oscar worthy shit. That's legit what he thought was gonna go down. Damn. He promoted the fuck. That's out also of it. like one of the harshest audiences. Like Absolutely. I've heard like you know, they straight up like boo you. Like they'll boo you, they'll throw food at the fucking screen. It's vicious. Yeah. It's I've like, heard it's horror like the stories. Yeah. Yeah. They're not uh polite about them not liking your movie. So imagine you star in this movie and you think, I fucking rock. Imagine you're sitting in your home theater at your at your beautiful sprawling estate. Mm-hmm. Your hot wife, very far away from you because you're not into it. Right. Okay. You look out the window. You got your fucking Boeing seven oh seven. It's your personal fucking toilet for all you care. All right. You watch Kevin Connolly comes over. Eric from Entourage. You're like, hey, you look like Eric from Entourage. He's like, that's because I played that role. And you're like, oh, cool. So you directed this movie. Let's watch this movie. They watch it. John Travolta probably fucking hugs, hugs him. He's like, dude, Eric, that was the fucking best fucking performance I've ever given in my career. And he's like, hey, my name's Kevin. <laughs> and he's like, I'm sorry. He just looks, it's just, I get it, I get it confused because I watched the show. Yeah. And then, and then probably John Travolta, after that, calls his agent. He probably sends uh, a letter to his wife because he doesn't really care to see her. Mm-hmm. She's in the other wing of the house. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's yeah. He, he sends her mail, sends her a FedEx box. <laughs> and, he, and he checks in with her and lets her know like, hey, dude, I think I rocked it. Because you are my best friend, just because I don't want to have sex with you, because I'm not interested in in your gender, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you know we're not friends. We don't connect. Mm-hmm. So he sends her like you know, like a UPS package with with like that note in it, you know. And then she she's like, oh my god, you 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 really did it. You're gonna win a fucking Oscar. And then it gets a zero percent. Wow. Widely panned. Called his worst performance ever. I think that that does something to your confidence, man. I think, uh, you think? Yeah. So, I mean, like, to be told that that's your worst performance ever. Ever. After thinking, after you thought 
You thought you're dunking. But clearly he wasn't the only one that thought that if his wife and his Well, yeah, fucking agent. Eric from Entourage thought that. That's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Come on, man. Like, at least have Turtle watch the movie. Yeah, and, at he, least. He would tell you probably what he thought. I mean, we know Johnny Drama wouldn't. You know, Johnny Drama's just going to probably kiss your ass the whole time. Probably. But then you get that Adrian Grenier to watch it, and then he probably is bummed because he wasn't in it. Mm-hmm. You know, he's all about himself. Mm-hmm. You know. You're a big entourage fan. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, Jeremy Piven probably, you could trust him, but then you have to really question whether he's giving you real advice from the hip as your friend or if he has a financial motivation. Was it Jerry Piven it. that got mercury poison from sushi? Well, I don't know. Was it? I know he's he got canceled. Oh. He got canceled during the Me Too stuff. Oh. And now he's trying to do stand-up. No, I think it was the guy that he was like kind of playing. Like, uh, there's a real agent that he was like kind of. He um, was. He was playing um, um, uh, Emmanuel. Right. Ari Emanuel. And I think di- didn't that guy get mercury poison Did from he? sushi? He's alive. No, I mean like he didn't die, oh, but okay. like you know, it's it's hard to get mercury poison from sushi because you've got to eat a lot of mer. You got to eat a lot of sushi. And a lot of mercury. And so like there was, he ate so much sushi. I don't forgive me if it's not that guy, but I think I, I thought it was that guy. Wow. He ate so much sushi because like in Beverly Hills they just fucking eat sushi like it's they love it like it's water gourmet sushi yeah. man. They eat so much sushi, and so um yeah I I think it was him. That he went on a sushi bender then. Like there's, they got Nobu out there. Wow, <laughs> I know we never even tried that Nobu. No, a lot of people. I heard have, it's overrated. Yeah, a lot of people said it's overrated as fuck. I don't we know. like that sugarfish anyway. I love sugarfish. And frankly, I like some of the local spots even better than that sugarfish. Frankly, you know why? Because when we do, when we go to sugarfish and then we do the chef one, where you're like, "Hey, pick it." Yeah, for me. we're very hungry after. I'm hungry as fuck but after. I do like, I like the taste a lot. Well, I wish they'd load it up with sh- with more freaking sushi. Sure. And load my freaking anyway. So yeah, so John Travolta. It's his worst performance ever. Coming off of that, I think it does something to your fucking confidence. Of course. And so after that, you know, he's doing he's doing these movies like the Fred Durst movie, and he's like fucking probably crawling around on set barking and shit who knows right? so he feels like this character inside this goofy ass like nerd boy that's what i think's going on okay i think that john travolta needs help he lost his mojo he lost his mojo and who had more mojo in the universe than john travolta right he so, was a sex icon so if you're having a crisis of confidence out there just know that john fucking travolta is having one damn like jesus if you can't if you can't like be like damn all right like at somebody losing their confidence, I mean, you have no excuse out there. Mm-hmm. All right, John Travolta, John, 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 John Travolta, John Travolta, he fell off the mountain, wow. and he just keeps on hitting every fucking tree branch on the way down. Aw, you know, That's every sad. single tree, every rock, every branch, he's hit them all. Uh-huh. A lot of nut shots. Why didn't Scientology down. help him out a little bit? That's what I'm saying. If Scientology really has the hooks in, yeah, and they can make shit happen, that. how come? By the way. Here's a real conspiracy. Okay. How come John Travolta has ain't never having has ain't never having even been has any, ain't never had has been any what has ain't never having haven't been even in, in one Tom Cruise movie? Well, because Tom Cruise makes good movies. Yeah, but you think that he would try to help his his Scientology right. brother out? Yeah, you would think. I think that there that there's some kind of a weird competition for who's the king shit of Scientology. Oh. And so I think I think that. Cruz probably at one point it was pretty close neck and neck probably for them, mm-hmm. and I think that probably Travolta probably pissed him off a couple of times <laughs> by being like, "Hey, little guy and shit." Probably mm. like you can visualize that standing <laughs> in a Scientology elevator, and he's like, "Hey, little guy." Like Travolta looks at Cruz and he's like, "Hey, sh- hey, shorty," you know. Maybe then, Travolta stole Tom Cruise's man's. That could be too. We don't know. We don't know anything. Maybe Travolta we peasants. Well, maybe Travolta's jealous because he was like, "I was gonna beard Mary." Katie Holmes. Yeah. And then you, beard you swooped married. in yeah. and fucking beard married her. Yeah, it could be a lot of things. Could be a lot of things. I like to think that probably John Travolta was leaving Scientology building because it's a beautiful building. He's probably walking by the front desk. Mm. It's it's all white. I just remember all I could think of was when he way botched that girl's name that sung for the Oscars. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he wrecked her name. <laughs> wrecked her. I forget her name now. Oh, me too. Like, Nobody, her name should be the the botched part because that was more famous like than her name. Of, I forget what he said. Like abuses, abuses. It was it was viral for sure. Yeah. 
No, I like to picture that because they have these immaculate white offices, right? And they have immaculate buildings that spend millions and millions of dollars. Church of Scientology. Yeah. They I have imagine. a castle in Hollywood. Oh, yeah. It's huge. Yeah. Right across from UCB. Yeah. I imagine John Travolta at some point, probably in the mid-2000s when he's rocking the world again, right? And Tom Cruise was doing movies, but he was doing Mission Impossible. And like he, Mission Impossible 2 came out and like kind of bombed. Mm-hmm. Like People thought Mission Impossible 2 sucked ass and because John Woo directed it and we all thought we were going to get like a sick ass movie but it really just kind of it was meh it was meh mm-hmm. and like way too many motorcycle fighting scenes mm-hmm. I think we all agree I think the I think America has spoken but just... everyone's on board for Fast and Furious 15 now that came later though right we're talking like early 2000s too many I mean we're talking Tom Cruise you didn't on a know motorcycle. what you had you didn't know no, what you had but he's on a motorcycle way too long he's on a motorcycle like 45 minutes in that movie I'm like we get it it's it's sick seeing dudes on motorcycles. It is, but my God, do we have to keep doing this? Well, Nicolas Cage was on a motorcycle for a really long time in Ghost Rider, and nobody seemed to mind. Well, yeah, but that's because that's what the whole fucking movie hook was. <laughs> yeah, you can't not have him on a on a motorcycle. <laughs> Jesus, Nikki. I liked that movie. Okay, good. Okay, but but okay, so it's mid two thousands, right? Okay, oh, this is my favorite era. John Travolta's riding fucking high. Right. Tom Cruise, Mission Impossible two. Everyone says sucks sticks, right? They're walking through the building of the Church of Scientology, right? John Travolta, it's white floors, everything's white, right? Mm-hmm. John Travolta looks down, he sees some shoe marks, some shoe scuff marks, and he looks up and he sees his fucking Tom Cruise walking ahead of him, right? And he's, you know, he's getting fucking bad out of shape. He's, he sees these scuff marks. He's like, hey, what the fuck is this shit, right? And Tom Cruise turns around, he's like, what? And he's like, you're scuffing all the fucking white floors, these beautiful, polished white floors. Like, it's, you're 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 hurting the, our legacy. Like, if people people coming in this building trying to find answers, mm-hmm. and they're gonna look down and see these fucking scuff marks, and they're gonna think, you know what? Maybe I'll take my business to somewhere else. Maybe I'll go to the Lebanese church or something. Okay. Okay. So I think I think Tom Cruise never fucking forgot that shit. I think Tom Cruise. Like he fucking he'll never let that. He's like out. at the bottom of my career, Mission Impossible Two. Yep. I left some scuff marks. I left some scuff marks. Tom Cruise uh, and John Josh Travolta gave me fucking hell. Uh. He's fucking riding my ass about it. And then after that, I think that even when you know Face Off came out, well, that was that was earlier. Even when like you know um, the General's Daughter came out, all these all these movies that weren't didn't do great but did okay. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing Travolta slowly descend, right? I think I think Tom Cruise is sitting there and he's like, "Good, I want, I'm glad, I'm glad." <laughs> That's what I think is going on. Oh, uh, you think there's a rivalry? In there I think going big time. On. I think big time, I mainly see. because of the shoe incident. <laughs> I like the scenarios that you create in your head and then and then put out into the world. No, that like, was actually a news article as fact. That actually well, happened. That he scuffed up the, the, yeah, the floors yeah, of them up Scientology with his building. Boots. Which building? The one in the downtown, castle. The one at the castle. Yeah. It's white in white there. White lobby. Yeah, beautiful white lobby. You been in there? Uh, yeah, I was just, I was just checking out different religions. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But I noticed there was a bunch of fucking track marks. So I was like, uh, yeah, Tom I think Cruise I'm, I'm going that. somewhere else. No, I didn't know. I didn't. I, I didn't know at the time that Tom Cruise did it, but I, I heard see. later. I see. Yeah. And that Travolta just absolutely just read in the riot act about it. Hmm. <laughs> that's what I heard anyway. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Any other cool things about John Travolta you'd like us to know as an audience here? Um. Yeah, he's pool shaped like his head. He's pool shaped. He has a pool shaped like his head. Oh, a pool shaped. I think like I his mentioned head. it. Yes, you did. But I think it's worth mentioning it. Yeah. Right. Like that's just a, a fucking incredible accomplishment. Okay. Yeah. He has way too much overhead, and uh, I heard that one. He will be starring in a film, um, opposite. Uh, Michael Madsen. So I think that says it all. That's the one that you played. No, that's a, this is a different movie that's coming out. Like it's it's actually they're filming it. Are these they going were filming the th- Are they going in theaters or these are the director DVD ones? The second one. Directed big DVD. time. <laughs> big time, and not because of Corona either. Oh no, this is like it was planned. That was part of the plan. But now they're like, oh, it's because of oh, it's because of Corona. Corona. And then Travolta's like, hey, isn't it a good thing that I've been doing a lot of VOD stuff because then uh, that doesn't spread germs around and people are like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> and you know who's especially like, yeah, whatever? Hmm. Tom fucking Cruise. Probably. Think about, you're watching a Mission Impossible movie. 
I don't want to. How many fucking, but how many fucking people are in those Mission Impossible movies? They can't give one role to John Travolta. They can't put John Travolta on a fucking computer and put a headset on him. Well, I would think, and this is just from like a business standpoint, that like the the cost, like the rate for an A-list celebrity actor, I mean that a lot of your budget is going to that actor. So like to have two in one movie, you have to have like more, like it takes a lot of budget. Yeah, but you could probably get Travolta. And then it's like, Fred Gert, Fred Durst got Travolta. You can get fucking Travolta to do a Mission Impossible movie. No, now, King. but like yeah, back yeah, yeah, then, do yeah. you think that John Travolta wouldn't ask for more? Well, no, back then, sure. Right, that's but what I'm, I'm saying. I'm talking about now. Cruz could throw him the bone of a lifetime, slam his ass into a fucking computer chair, right. put a laptop in his lap, and have him ta- talking to Tom Cruise on a phone. Do you know what I think was a really underrated movie? What? What was that movie... Where the day keeps repeating. Uh, Groundhog's Day. Uh, no, the Tom Cruise one, The Edge of Tomorrow. It was Edge of edge, Tomorrow. Was it called yeah. Edge of Tomorrow? Yeah, it's the worst mo- movie edge title t- ever. Yeah, I thought for a second, I was like, I thought I got it confused with the Jake Gyllenhaal movie where they were all stuck in the cold. <laughs> during the, Not like, the day after tomorrow. <laughs> okay. Yeah. yeah. But it the, sounds like. Oh, it. yeah. Okay. That's what that was called? Yeah. Okay. Well, I don't know why that was. Edge movie of Tomorrow. Popped. Edge okay. of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow was the first name of the movie that popped in my head, and I was. Then that's why it reminded me of the Jake Gyllenhaal one. Did you know that the <laughs> okay. the it's but, it was supposed to be titled "All You Need Is Kill," which is a way better title, I think. I guess, yeah. I, I but still, they changed it because I thought that anyway, was anyway. That was the best movie I saw that year, and it didn't even get any recognition at all. I know. Why I do you think that is? Blown away. Why do you think that is? Because fucking, it wasn't Oscar. It didn't pander. Exactly. They didn't have somebody standing in a fucking cornfield, yeah, looking, looking at them, looking at their feet, or whatever. Is that a jab at Looper? Cause uh, yeah, it was actually. No, I like Looper. <laughs> I no, uh, you know that Francis McDormand movie hmm. that everyone was coming all over like three right, years ago. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh, what was it called again? Where she like looks at a deer. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, uh, I hated that. That movie sucked. What the fuck was it called, Mark? Do you know? I forget. Francis McDormand movie. Mark. I, mean, I know with exactly. With the deer in it, Mark. I can picture it. He looks at the deer. How do you not they know this already? Off the top long. of your head, Mark. <laughs> so yeah, that drives me nuts. Yeah. Yeah, I can't even like watch the Oscars much anymore just because like it's just so, it's just so pandery. Yeah. Three billboards. Three billboards. Yeah. That movie sucked on ice. Was it the same year that August Osage County got nominated? Yeah, holy shit! That was that okay? First of all, it's a good play, but when you make a play into a movie. Can we make it look like a movie instead of a play anymore? Right. Like, why is it got to be looking like a play? And the why you got to shoot time? it like a play? Yeah. Just the film same the same scene angle for forever. Oh, August Ocean. We should County. do a whole. We should do a whole episode of us giving bad reviews. I would love it. Our, no. our worst reviewed movies. That's a really good idea, actually. Okay. Let's do that next week. Just to like save people from having to watch. Oh my god. From August having Ocean's to watch the movies. So we get. I get the screeners because I'm in SAG. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, nice. just humble bragging here. Not so humble though, because no, like I'm not. in fucking SAG, okay? <laughs> uh, I'm a SAG after I remember, and you get the screeners, and so I watch them all because I'm like, you know, I don't got fuck all else to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so, and then I regret it most of the time. Like, Me too. Um, a lot of them are not great movies. I have to say, as a Denzel Washington fan, as as massive of a fan as I am, yeah, that one that he did that was a play too sucked complete dicks too. What was that one? Oh, the um, the film with the fences. Yeah, is it called fucking, fences? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it called fences? Yeah, it's called fences. I think just I think straight up fences, or it's called something. It was fences. called fences, like bent fences. No, I or think it's called it was, tall fences. No, I don't think there was an adjective involved. Was it sh- small fences? I think it was just one. It was just the noun. Wow. Well, yeah, that movie was hard to watch, and right. we watched a lot of it. Yeah. I was like, wow, this is the movie the whole time. He's just sitting on a stoop or whatever. <laughs> it was brutal. Yeah. And all from one angle, same thing. Why do they got to shoot plays like I that? I don't know why they do that. I, I think it's like playwrights coming all over themselves or some shit. They're like, it's perfect on the stage. We just need to film, put it on we the screen. We just got to capture it with a camera. It doesn't work it's like that. It's not the same. No. It's not the same experience for the audience. You know who did that the best was fucking Grease, bro. You know what I loved, though? Moulin Rouge. That's one of my top favorite movies. It's a fantastic movie. Yeah. It's a very sad movie. Talk about watching a movie multiple times. I'll watch Moulin Rouge many, many times. If I just need to get a good cry out, it's beautiful. I cry at the beauty of it. I cry at the- um, Pageantry? The the elegance? I love it. And then I cry at the end because it's a sad ending. Very sad. Very sad movie. Very sad film. But a very beautiful- Pulls all the heartstrings. Very beautiful film. 
as well. We'll review all of our movies, our best, our most favorite, and our least favorite movies. Oh man, I'm excited about it. Because that's some shit they don't tell you going into it. Everyone hypes up everything. Well, especially while everyone's hunkered down right now, they're like, "What the fuck do I do or watch?" Yeah, then yeah, we don't want to waste your time, dude. That Boogie Nights, though, man. That movie's fucking sick. That's a good movie. I fucking love Boogie Nights. Yeah. That's one of those movies that over the years, I just keep on continuing to rewatch it because mm-hmm. I love it so much. You know, Marky Mark uh, is a good uh, subject matter. Yeah. He, well, yeah, we did that. Yeah. That was, uh, that was a bad day of my life, I'll tell you right. that. Because I'm a massive fan of that movie. Sure. That hurt my feelings. I just think his life's interesting, though. It is. Yeah. Do you know he has a company called Wahlburgers and then they I sell did. burgers? I did know that. But that uh, also... Um, it's because his name is Wahlberger. Yep, I put that together. <laughs> well, I, I didn't know. I didn't know. I just wanted to really make sure that people understood that. Well, thanks for letting the people know. Yeah, that's uh, great. All right. Well, thank you for letting me know all about John Travolta's the fall and fall, fall of John fall. Travolta. I hope he rises soon. I generally I do like want I the love best him for people. I miss him. Mm-hmm. He, John, look at me. If you're watching, you don't just have to play. He's like, watching villains. for sure. You don't have to just play villains. I know you're very good at villains, but you don't have to just play villains. No, we liked him when he was a sweetheart. We liked him as Michael. In, we um, liked him as Phenomena. In Greece, we liked him. We was, liked him as Danny Zuko. Danny, that's his name. We liked him as. I liked him as the Look Who's Talking guy. Okay, so like in the Look Who's Talking now, though, he, this girl was trying to make him cheat on his wife, and he was like, because the wife was like. She's trying to do this. So she's a shady bitch, and he's like, "Nah, nah, nah. She's just my friend." And then so she's electrified. They get trapped. Yeah, and yeah. they get trapped in a cabin together. And she hits on him, and he's like, "Oh my god, my wife was right. I gotta get out of here now." Does and, he get out? Yeah. Oh. And, but she throws a vase at him. Oh shit! Does he duck? She's a bad woman, but she's pretty. Did the vase hit him? No, it oh, hit good. the door. Oh good. Yeah, he went back home to his wife, and he was a good boy. That's tight. He's and, a good boy. Just like in real life, except that he didn't go back to home to his wife in real life. I guess technically. Mm. Well, he went back to his wing of the house. <laughs> You're really digging hard into that. What? What about it? Uh, that he doesn't like his wife, I guess. Oh no, no, no. He's he's not into her. I see. But 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 he she's a, she's like his closest friend, I think. I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, that and, happens in marriage. And she agreed with him too that Tom Cruise definitely fucked up those floors. Right. Yeah, well, she she's was, got his back. Well, she was pissed, and she told Katie Holmes, "Like, hey, you got to fucking, I don't know what Tom is doing, tracking all his shit in here." Mm-hmm. And then Katie's like, "I don't even want to hear it. I'm out." Yeah. 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 All right. Well, thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Should they don't tell you about the fall and fall of John Travolta, John Travolta. Um, and hopefully the rise. We wish him the best, we do. and uh, hopefully he gets the whole. Um, lobby floor situation figured out. I think that they have remedied the situation. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And I hope that he have gets- Have they Leah remedied it? No. Because like, that I, was a pretty decent Scientology really pun. I will say. that was my, I doth my cap to that one. Thank you. Yeah. If I had a one, I would- that, Talk it. about a great series to watch. Watch her series. What series? On Scientology. Oh, yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was great. It's, I think it's still going. I know John Travolta probably wouldn't like that, so we probably shouldn't mention it in this episode because I want him to hear this. Oh, but he'll like everything else you said. (laughs) I'm a fan. Yeah, I know. We heard that part. He spoke a lot of true fan words. I just think that his career would have been a lot different if Tom Cruise was wearing different boots that day. Sure. Because I think he'd be in the Mission Impossible All right, make sure you subscribe and rate us on iTunes, all that good stuff, um, or whatever, wherever you get your podcasts from. Also, uh, check us out on YouTube. And uh, we do bonus episodes on Patreon, patreon.com slash sticky. And we'll see you next time. Bye, Bye, guys. Bye, John. Today's episode is brought to you by Angie. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs done well. Let me tell you, there's the version of it where you try to do something at home, and then there's a version of it where you have someone help you, you watch them do it the right way, and you go, thank God I didn't try to do that myself. I have fully done things around the home that I think look good, and then a bang in the night, and I wake up to a shelf collapsing, a painting falling off the wall. Like it, I've, I've seen it all go south. I own a home, and I can tell you... I know how much work it can take, whether it's everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality. It can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is Angie that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Whatever your home project, big or small, 
indoor or outdoor. You can Angie that and connect with skilled professionals to get the project done well. Right now, one of my wish lists is I want a bike for my condo in Milwaukee and I would love to rig it up on a pulley in the ceiling because I have one of those like lofted ceilings, but I'm so scared to try that on my own. Angie has 20 years of home experience and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app. Answer a few questions and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of any home project in just a few taps. Because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I.com. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.